Today we will be talking about the women's movement in the 60s, also known as second wave feminism. Um, women in the 60s weren't allowed to do a lot. They couldn't get a credit card without their husband or father. They couldn't serve on a jury. They could not attend an Ivy League school. Um, also something that struck me was after the war, department stores shrunk to three dress sizes and 30% of women dyed their hair blonde. Even women with high rankings in an organization would have to fight for nice things like a car, desk, etc. They'd also have to fight for the voice to be heard like Gwendolyn Simons, who was a field director for the Mississippi Freedom Summer Project. Simons, like many other women participating in the project, would face sexual harassment. However, Simons made it clear you would be off the project if harassed, if you harassed someone. Lonnie King remembers how men would jump over Diane Nash in the NAACP with ease while she fought for her voice to be heard. Um, Equimen Thewell, I think, recalls how women would make more sacrifices and get judged more for being a part of the nonviolent action group. And Mildred Roxborough um, said... Well, actually, when you think about women's contributions to the NAACP, without the women, we wouldn't have an NAACP. The person who was responsible for generating and organizing meeting was a woman. Um, with women's struggles for rights, it also birthed a lot of strong feminist leaders like Betty Friedan, author of The Fem- Feminine Mystique, and really gave... Um, women the thought to their rights and really encouraged them to get their rights. Marilyn Monroe, Sylvia Plath, author of The Bell Jar, Gloria Steinman, who we'll be talking a little more about later, Sheila Robotham, um, who was a feminist historian and also wrote a memoir named Promise of a Dream. All these women named did incredible work for women in the 60s and really got us to where we are today. There are also many protests that did a lot for the movement, like Women's Strike for Equality March and um, the Strike for Equal Pay at the Ford Plant in Dayham in 1968. Something I want to talk about a little more that I mentioned earlier is Gloria Steinem. Steinem was a journalist in the 60s who went undercover um as Mary Catherine Ulch and became a Playboy Bunny and kind of exposed what it was like to work there. When I came across this, I was, when I was researching, I was very intrigued because in the 60s, it was kind of like the prime time for these clubs and it really like was the time where they were booming and really big. And I'm sure many people were wondering what it was like to be on the inside of these clubs and Steinem really delivered that for us. Um, she exposed the strict rules on how to stand, sit, and smoke along with other things in the workspace. And she also exposed how harassment happened often and they weren't allowed to date clients, but it was encouraged to date bosses and managers. This workspace was also very racist towards the black women that worked there, and they would often call them names like chocolate bunnies. 
obviously like every other cause there were people against it as well most of the people against it were anti-feminists obviously conservative christian women and housewives maribel morgan who wrote the total woman um something she wrote were god ordained man to be the head of the family its president and your husband is what he is accept him as that a total woman caters to her man's special quirks whether it may be salad sex or sports midget Dector also shared the same thoughts and wrote about, as, wrote about it as well. Some anti-feminists thought women already had it good and were fighting for nothing that would be useful to them. An example of that is Silas Scalfley, who wrote, The truth is that American women never had it so good. Why should we lower ourselves to equal rights when we already have the status of special privilege? Um, at this point, you might be asking, what changed? Well, in 1963, Equal Pay Act was passed. 1964, title of the Civil Rights Act passed, which prohibits sex discrimination in employment. In 1968, President Johnson signed an, ex- signed an executive order prohibiting gender discrimination by government contractors and requiring affirmative action plans for hiring women. In 1969, California adopted mutual consent divorce, which was the first state to adopt mutual consent. Um, Abortions were legalized a little later. The pill was also legalized as well in 1960, but it was um, only to married couples, but later changed to be accessible for all women. Um, The wage gap minimized, but it was also still there. Women in the 60s did an incredible job to get their rights, but there is still discrimination happening, so we should take these amazing women as inspiration and finish the job.